Andy. Linda, you're coming through the wrong speaker. Give me a second. Okay. Huh. 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 You know, you, ne- you just can never... Am I coming through the right microphone? Can you hear me well? I mean, I can hear you. All right. But I don't know what your audio is picking up. That's good. That's good. You've been playing magic too much. You forgot how the digital world works. <sighs> That's me, Linda. You know me. <laughs> okay, see so here I'm remembering that it's under video, and I click this button. Say something, Linda. Ooh. Hi. There you are. Yay. Now you're in the cans. Heck yeah. You did mm. it. Good morning, Linda. Hi. Hello. I'm happy to report that I am butt naked in the middle of my kitchen. <laughs> Living your best life. Uh, and now we have a title for the episode that will be <laughs> extremely, uh, very good so for many SEO. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, getting ready to go to Lisbon tomorrow. And because of that, like my house is a mess. I'm a mess. I'm just like about to go do my laundry. You'll get some nice background noise of the uh, laundromat. That sounds great. Yeah. Foley work. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. It's nice to be naked in the kitchen, I think. Yeah. I was just like, it's weird because like the day before travel, you want to have all of your favorite clothes clean and ready to pack. Right. Yeah. So I'm about to clean all of my favorite clothes, which means I'm about to put on my least favorite clothes. What are your least favorite clothes? Give me one least favorite clothing <laughs> and the story about why it's your least favorite. Oh, let me look here. What do I got? What do I got? I think that like my least favorite clothing items are just like things that don't fit like they used to. And like I started to get super jacked when I was doing CrossFit. So right. <laughs> I have this black button up that's like super soft and cozy and it has these like white and red little dots on it. But if you flex, like, it explodes off your body. Yeah. Like, I, every time I put it on, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite shirt, but I'm pretty sure the buttons are going to pop off. Yeah. So, stuff like that, you know? I like, like Then that. you're like, I don't want to throw it away because when I'm an old lady and I shrink again, I'll, it'll fit perfectly. You're saving it for when you're 80? Yeah. <laughs> when it has like 9,000 moth holes in it. Yeah. I uh I I know that feeling the packing your favorite clothes for a trip. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. It kind of always makes me wonder like why don't I just always only have these clothes <laughs> right? Like exactly. Do I need more than a week's worth of clothes? The thing for me is like you know whatever shirts and pants or whatever are, are one thing, but I definitely have like favorite underwear, favorite socks, and it's like why do I just have only these socks and underwear? <laughs> why do I yeah, keep these exactly. other bad ones around? Yeah, like just now I was about to put on my favorite yellow t-shirt like without even thinking i was like "Ooh, yellow t-shirt's clean i can wear this mm, and i was like wait no it. gonna want to pack that got to save it can't do it what do what's you, your uh, least favorite thing that you own oh what a great question um i definitely own some things that i have not thrown out because of some kind of sunk cost fallacy or like some stupid <laughs> reason that is unrelated to how much i like or dislike the thing uh right specifically relating to clothes like for example i have like three pairs of jeans that have enormous holes in them or are covered in paint <laughs> like they're they're i'm never gonna wear them ever to do anything you know maybe if i have to like do like a trash pickup day or something or i know i'm gonna get super dirty i'd wear one of them but i have three of them i don't need that uh, right. I, I think i've told myself before like oh i'll save these so i can make shop rags out of them 
as if <laughs> I had a shop or did anything <laughs> with my like stuff in my basement. It's uh, there's so many layers of aspirational lies to myself that uh, it's hard to shop hard to unpack them. Shop rag guy. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I you know I think about that stuff all the time. Like, oh, I'm gonna use for shop rags when I you know start building furniture in my spare time which yeah when you turn oof. 60 and become a full-time hobbyist i am so many steps away from building furniture as a hobby so so many <laughs> steps that uh saving yeah. old pants for rags is completely ridiculous it makes no sense at all one of the designers on my team just started freelancing uh woodworking jobs yeah yeah he does these really awesome like built-in shelving units mm. And, uh, yeah, he does them for, like, closets or entertainment systems or whatever. And he just kind of, like, did it at his own house. And his friends were like, yeah, I want that. They're, like, awesome. Sadie. Daddy's recording a podcast. Oh. So now she's anxious because the bath makes her anxious. (laughs) (laughs) The opposite of what people do. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. We, uh, talk of the favorite clothes reminds me that we, um, Hillary and I spent the weekend, last weekend, kind of like reorganizing and tidying up our house. Uh, I, I would say like in the Marie Kondo style, except that neither of us have watched her show or read her book. At least I don't think Hillary has. Uh, but I feel like yeah, there's, I feel like there's the a general idea. like organizing and tidying spirit in the air, given that her show is on Netflix and is quite popular. I feel like lots of people are talking about it and doing it. So that spirit was totally. in the air and uh, we cleaned a bunch of things up. But the thing that had a big profound impact on me is we, I made like a, I'll spare you the boring details, but I ended up making like a little space for me to like do my hobby, which is, which is magic. I spent most of my time thinking about magic cards. And so normally I just like have all my stuff thrown all over the house and spread everywhere. But like now I have a little space set up for myself and it feels incredible. It feels so great to have like a, a spot to do the thing that I like. And I am like embarrassed for not having thought to do it years ago because <laughs> Did not take that much work, but it's had a profound uh, impact on how I think about my spare time. I'm sitting oh at a desk right now, recording this podcast. I had a similar thought last night. I went to my friend uh, Travis's house. We've been friends since we were in high school. And um, he just, like, had, like, a big drawing table set up. And um, with, like, all the supplies and everything just kind of ready to go. And right. it's, at, like, ta- it's at, like, task height, so it's not at sitting Height, so what? I just like it's at task height. Do you oh, know, like right. what sure, task? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I find that like, oh yeah, every time I'm around something that's at this height, uh, I'm like a lot more likely to just kind of like walk by and start doodling, and then before you know it, you're like actually working on a thing. So I'm like, why don't I just do that? Just make it happen in my own apartment. Make a space. Make a space. Yeah. For what you like. Yeah, it, it's, it has a big impact. It, I, I am very interested in how subtle changes to your surroundings can have profound impact on your um, like behavior and also emotional relationship to the stuff in your life. Just by changing the order and arrangement of things, it can like have a big impact. Totally. I think it's very cool. It's real. So are you going... I know you're going on two trips back to back. Are you going... Are you going to have a pit stop at home or are you just... Getting, getting on a plane and <laughs> setting off for two weeks. Getting on a plane and going away for two weeks. And I'm going to try to pack for just one week and then, like, maybe wash day. my clothes somewhere. Yeah. 
Yeah. They have laundry in other countries, I hear. Yeah. So I think you can probably yeah, figure yeah. it out. One time I was like, oh, wow, they have uh, laundry at the hotel. How cool. I'll just have them do it. And then it was like $100. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got expensive. Oh, God. Traveling for work, you got expensive. That was a bad move on my part. How are you? How are you feeling about your trips? Are you excited? Anxious? What's what's going on? I am. I feel like I've actually like done a pretty good job of planning. Like one time, I was really anxious before going on a trip, and my friend Matthew said, "Like, look, figure out the absolute most important things that you absolutely need on the trip, like your passport, your plane ticket, and then." Uh, once you just like set those things aside, he's like, just everything else is bonus because like you'll, I mean, if you like need medication and all that stuff, like obviously don't forget to pack that shit. But uh, yeah, cause I can like get really caught up. I'm like one of those people who will have like 18 adapters and like extra batteries and like <laughs> all the shit that I need to, I don't know, like do the New York times crossword on my iPad for mm. hours but then I'll like forget like my glasses or something that's like actually right. important. So I've learned to just kind of like prioritize things that you absolutely need. And once you have those things set aside, it's like, okay, cool. Now I can kind of relax. And I went and got a new fancy suitcase and I'm going to fill it with stuff. This is a carry on size suitcase or a check bag suitcase it's a carry-on it's i just got the away bag because like everybody else has it and it seemed like the way to go yeah they're very popular they're not right expensive. now yeah they did not sponsor this podcast though so I don't wish. buy one people don't buy one unless they sponsor us and then you can buy one <laughs> um, mm. so yeah so we won't be able to talk for like two weeks I know. I'm very sad about it. I um, I looked back on uh, the podcast. I mean, we've been recording these for well over a year. We started. We recorded the first ever episode of Earth to Linda in like February of last year. Wow. Uh, and then you know we we were slow at the beginning. We like built up a bunch of episodes and we were kind of sporadic before we started releasing them, which was in May, I think. So yeah. uh, coming up on our one year anniversary. Oh my god! It doesn't feel That's like crazy. it's been a whole year. That is crazy. But yeah, I'm going to miss talking to you next week. It's going to be real sad. I know. I wonder and, uh, what I'll miss out on. Hillary's what out of town, like... so I'm alone all week, just sitting in my house with the dog, <laughs> doing nothing. I bet you're going to like win the lottery or something insane. you got to play the lottery. Win the lottery is the thing. <laughs> A lottery ticket's going to blow into your window. Yeah. Man, the lottery is so depressing. <laughs> it's one of the most depressing things. I like can't even think about it. It makes me so sad. Yeah. Ugh, it's well, just like I—I I wish it. I've come to feel like one of the most profound things about America is that <laughs> poor people in America, and by poor I mean like you know lower middle class all the way down to like actual in poverty, uh, even middle class people like they live by the hope that they will someday be rich, not by the hope that the country will make being poor less terrible for everybody right <laughs> right like the hope is not let's make everything better so that we can all just have a better life the hope is i'll get rich and that'll be better for me and then i don't have to deal with all this bad stuff that's happening to me and right. the lottery is the most concise like perfectly encapsulated example of that because 
It just offers the extremely small chance that you might get rich, and it is statistically completely wrong to play and just a total waste of money and a huge mistake, uh, and people do it all the time. And then the other thing that really gets me about it is that so many like state lotteries like position themselves as a public good by basically saying like, oh, profits go to like fund the old people services in the state or <laughs> yeah. profits go to this like, you know, charity. And it's like, no, <laughs> you're, you're taking money from like the people that need it most and are like, it's really, it's really upsetting to me. I needed it most. And I actually had a scholarship that helped me uh, go to school, go to college from the Georgia Lotto. Oh, the in Georgia, like fun scholarships? Yeah, they have a Hope Scholarship that um, it's like $3,000 a year if you keep a 3.0 grade, grade point average. I remember us talking about this one and the, uh, the yeah. anxiety it caused you of <laughs> never losing I hope. I know, but I never lost hope. I was like, I made it. To this day, you still have never lost hope. Still with, three, three, still with 3.0. Good job. Thank you. Talk to your boss. They said you're pulling in a good 3.5. So. <laughs> I hope so. But yeah, um, lottery's depressing. You can do anyways. it in other countries that aren't America, though. That's cool. Yeah, I get to go to Portugal, and then I get to go to fucking Serbia. Fucking, I mean. Fucking, <laughs> going to go to Montenegro and Belgrade and a bunch of other places that I don't even know yet. Seems I'll like a great trip. When back. do you actually leave? Uh, tomorrow night. All right. Yeah, my flight leaves at midnight. So it's one of those red eye situations. Are you good at sleeping on planes? Uh, I can be. I think I'm gonna take myself like a little sleeping aid. Yeah. Yeah. Give mommy her medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my designers is coming uh, on my flight, and she said that she brings Nyquil every time she has a red eye. <laughs> Which I just feel like I would die. Like Nyquil on Earth makes me feel like. I'm in another dimension. And I have never had NyQuil in my entire life. That doesn't surprise me too much. I feel like it would definitely conk me out. <laughs> I think I'm on my way to the laundromat. I'm so excited. Yeah? You're walking on the street now? <laughs> yeah. Now, do you always do your laundry at a laundromat? Yeah. It's the only place to do it. And is, is that ever since you've been in New York how you've done your laundry? Yeah, the first time I lived here, there was uh, laundry in my unit, which is just, like, unheard of here. That's Do you have not... laundry in your place? Yeah, that's an aspect of city living that I have not really ever had to interact with. Um, every pl- I, Baltimore is not quite population dense enough for laundromats to really be a thing. I mean, there are some. Yeah. But, uh, you know, nowhere near as much as in other cities when you when you travel there. And I, I've never lived in a place that didn't have at least laundry in the building. Right. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I would in some ways like a laundromat. Yeah. It seems like it's a nice. interesting community space where, you know, everybody's an equal. Everyone's got their underwear out, so. Oh, exactly. It's like. It's just all around me right now. Just totally different types of people. Are you in the laundromat never... already? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, that's a short walk. Maybe my... I know. There's one like half a block away, so... That makes it pretty That's nice. a pretty, pretty big bonus. But yeah, when you go back to your hometown in like Georgia and tell people about going to the laundromat, they're like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you, you could do crazy. the you could do the wash and fold service, Linda. Some of my other <laughs> friends that live in New York, my bougier friends, are like, "Yeah, we do wash and fold." Yeah, I do it sometimes at this place, but I found that like they just kind of I feel like they just ruin your clothes because they put everything on the hottest setting and yeah, dry it on the highest heat. So it comes out very clean at at all costs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing some jeans right now that used to be black, and now they're like light gray because <laughs> they've just been pulverized. Hmm. Hmm. So, so why is Hillary Linda. gone? Yeah. It's just a quiet morning. Is Hillary gone right now, or is she yeah. about to be gone? No, she left yesterday. The cat's away. Cat's away. So Andy will sit around the house and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it to be a little weird when she's gone? Uh, no. Um, no, I don't think it's weird. I, uh, I think we talked before in the show about how I, I never was able to be alone before yeah, in my adult in life. But since, you know, getting into a committed relationship with Hillary, uh, now I'm good at it, I guess. I don't mind. Yeah. By good at it, I mean I fill the space with podcasts constantly, so I always have <laughs> people talking to me through right. through the tubes. But uh, but no, I, I like that time. I, it's like it's hard to describe. But something I really appreciate is when I can get into like a comfortable, relaxed, productive rhythm. And by productive, I don't mean like you know accomplishing things. I just mean like I've got something to do. And it's taking up a certain amount of my attention. And I get into this like flow state of right. I'm just doing the things I'm supposed to do. Uh, and that rhythm, I feel like, is easier to get into alone. Because there are yeah. no external factors on it where someone might have a question or might need help with something. Or you have to go do something. I don't know. It's just, I feel like when I'm alone, I can get into that state very easily. And it's a very it's a very satisfying place to be. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Is that, am I describing that too big? Yeah. Or? No, I, I think I know what you mean. I think it's a big part of the like reason I get why that I way like when I'm cooking. cooking dinner. Yeah, jinxies. Jinxie, jinxies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cooking, it's like, uh, it's also why I don't like cooking from a recipe because I cannot get into like a flow state rhythm when I'm cooking from a recipe because it's too like stressful to make sure you're doing everything and to constantly be rereading the instructions. But if it's something I know how to cook, which is how I almost, I, I don't cook from recipes basically at all because of that reason. But um, yeah. Yeah, it's just like you can, you've got some stuff to do, and if it, there can't be a deadline. There can't be like lunch has, or dinner has to be on the table by this time. That ruins it. Right. But if you're just like going along at whatever pace, it's very satisfying right. to have like some things that need done, and to know how to do them, and to just do them. Yeah, I don't know. Totally. I get that way with cleaning, I think. I really like to keep a clean house. And um, yeah, you just kind of know where everything needs to go, and you kind of know what like the most ideal state of the house would be. And you're like, all right, my job right now is just to get it back to that. Yeah. That's nice. I wish more work felt like that. Yeah? Like, do, do you ever I mean, feel like, that way? Like, at, like, you ever feel that way at like work, that. work? Like when just you are yesterday. doing your job? Yeah, well, just yesterday I was telling one of my designers that I was... Like, sometimes you just kind of long for, like, a design position at, like, AutoZone, you know? <laughs> like, someone is just like, hey, the catalog, we got some new, like, brake plugs or some spark plugs or something. And, like, yeah, you, like, put a spark on it. <laughs> and they're like, man, that's awesome. 
My version of that is that we've had a couple projects over the years where we just had to draw a bunch of icons. And oh, yeah. Like, in, in many ways, I think I would be at my most happy if my job was just sitting on a computer and every two hours, a uh, like noun popped up on a screen or like got faxed to yeah. me. And it was like, all right, make an icon for this noun. And I was just like, oh. okay, great. Time to think about every t- the essence yeah. of a pair. <laughs> and just. Because it is, it is like the hard, it is a very difficult task, but I feel like it takes a different type of highly trained eyeball to get it right. It's, it's the right and amount then, of challenging for me, where it's like, right. I'm not, uh, like, I, I love what we what I actually do, which is product design, right, where I'm trying to think through very complicated and fraught and imperfect systems and figure out how to communicate things to people. And, you know, like those that kind of problem solving is rewarding to me. But it is also hard and stressful. And it's like, draining yeah. to like look at a system and be like, fuck, there's just no, there's no perfect word to put on this goddamn button that's gonna like, check all the boxes, we're gonna have to like have some trade off somewhere. Right. Like that's just a very, that process is not uh it's not as rewarding as just like all right that like drawing icons is something i really enjoy and it doesn't have that kind of like same like intellectual rigor but to your point like it's not easy like it's the kind of thing where you have to have the right balance of you know positive space and negative space and the right kind of color at a distance right the right like overall tone created by those positive and negative spaces to be consistent yeah it can be done it can be done wrong Absolutely. So it's it's so much more like cooking than than any. Yeah, other it's like work. technical and creative at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It, actually, it's a lot like cooking, right? Where you've just, you just you know what you have to do. You know what the kind of end result's supposed to look like, and you're just kind of like tweaking and you know shuffling around and zooming in and zooming out and tweaking some more and you know it's just that that process is so satisfying to me and. I often wonder That's if I would be overall happier if my job was primarily something that I could get into that kind of state about. Oh, I would love that. I yeah. seriously would. I, I was the icon person at uh, Squarespace when I worked there because they kind of learned that I like had the ability to do that. And then once you like start doing it, every time a new icon is needed, they just kind of ask you for it. But it was so fun because I got to make different sets. I made like a set for the marketing pages that were a lot more like gestural and like abstract and then and then the ones in the product you know are very rigid and straightforward but yeah yeah so fun yeah it's really great and then i i wonder though if i did that every day and that was actually my whole job if i would be (laughs) if i would feel unchallenged or creatively dissatisfied at the end of the day i don't actually know yeah I don't know. I wouldn't mind a little dopamine hit because it takes a few hours for each icon and then you're like, I did it. That's the other thing about it. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's the other thing about it is you, you, get, like, you do it and it's done. Yeah. So that's satisfying. so satisfying and that's so rare in the kind of work that I do, right? Like we're just, yeah, the kind of work that I do, we're push. just constantly pushing that rock up a hill and, Ugh. you know, we're like the ocean just constantly smoothing that stone over a little bit more every single time. Yeah. But uh, but no, you never get to a point where it's like, and then it's done. But yeah, you did it. Icons, you, you, you totally do. And that, you're totally right. That is like one of the things that's most satisfying about it is that you finish. Yeah. Mm. And do you take vitamins? I don't. Have we talked about this on the show? I don't think so. I don't take vitamins, though I think about it a lot. <laughs> really? <laughs> I do. I think about it a lot because... Uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and mm-hmm. 
there's ads on podcasts. That's my primary exposure to advertising is on podcasts because on the internet, right. I block all ads. I don't watch any television. So, uh, you know, I actually have my, like, my ad blocker for YouTube just displays like white noise and an error message in place of YouTube ads. So whenever I'm watching a YouTube video, it like turns to snow and errors out for, you know, eight seconds <laughs> in the middle. And I'm like, oh, that would be an ad. Um, so my primary That's exposure nice. is to podcasts. I need to get an ad blocker like that. That's uh, good. So my primary exposure is through podcasts uh, where I don't I don't care to like skip through. Like I'm not going to. Right. Like pod, to me, podcast consumption is actually kind of in the same category of like flow state where it's like, I'm not going to fiddle with this. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm here for yeah. the ride. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I actually even like the way that the podcast person, like the fact that it's coming from the mouth of the person that you're already listening to anyway, it's like a little bit more forgivable. Yeah. Because sometimes you can even like hear the sarcasm in their voice where they're like, sorry guys, you know, we have to do this. <laughs> yeah. I think Paul F. Tompkins is one of the greatest. Oh uh, God. Spot, like so improvised good. ad maker uppers. Um, I, I mean, basically mm-hmm. I can listen to that man just, you know, bullshit about anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Same. And he's just so goddamn charming and entertaining. But um, anyway, most of the ads, like, either give me some kind of, like, existential dread because I think the product is dumb and I hate the way it's being advertised and it feels shitty, uh, or I just am able to completely ignore it. Right? I'm just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, not for me. Don't yeah. care. Uh, but there is this one uh, product, which I won't mention by name, but it's, it's a website where you basically go and fill out a little survey, and then it, like, delivers a custom-tailored, like, batch of vitamins based on what you reported right. your like diet is like and your amount of physical activity and the things you want your vitamins to do for you. Uh, and something about that just seems very compelling to me. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it, it totally makes sense to me that like, there's no way my diet is completely comprehensive and gives me every single nutrient I need in abundance. Right. Like that's just not possible. Right. Uh, I don't pay really any attention to what I eat. Um, uh, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I'll, I'll, I'll table that. Put a bookmark in that. Uh, if we want to keep going, uh, we can talk about that later. But uh, my diet's not going to be comprehensive, right? There's no way I'm getting my vitamins from that. Uh, also, like, uh, something I think about regularly is that I, we buy, like, all organic food and stuff, uh, <laughs> which a lot of it doesn't have the extra, like, added enriching stuff that is putting the stuff for the regular population. So, like, so like for example, uh, milk is, like, enhanced with vitamin D, Right. Uh, right. like normal milk, if you buy it at like a normal grocery store, like a giant, like the, like FDA, the, the food service industry, the government puts vitamin D in it because they know the entire population is deficient in it. So it's like, I think we just, add right. It because we, then, everyone's but it's it. so right. stupid because then it's like advertised as like a, a, a food that's rich in iron and vitamin D you know, like, or you can just eat like a cup of spinach. <laughs> yeah, and it has the same amount, but it's that like, yeah, America has learned that people don't eat the cup of spinach, so we like yeah. put it in the shit that we do eat. And and I like that. Like, I'm I'm glad that you know somebody somewhere is doing the research and saying, hey, look, the entire population yeah, is deficient it. in this, and we know that everybody consumes some milk more or less uh, throughout the, throughout their life. So it's a pretty safe bet that if we put some of this in milk, uh, you know, everyone everyone get a little bit healthier, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm exactly. into that kind of like mass public health intervention and there are a bunch of other things for foods like that but if you buy like the organic you know super bougie version of that thing like you don't you don't get the enrichment there uh so you like because it doesn't have the stuff added to it so i think about that regularly where it's like hillary and i don't get the things that the government is trying to enrich our foods with because we don't buy those versions of those foods so anyway right i i'm sure that like there is some cocktail of vitamins that would like make my quality of life better 
I, I don't have any doubt in that. Uh, but that said, I don't know how much better. And more importantly, I don't think I have the patience to be like careful and comprehensive about measuring the effect of vitamins would have on me. Right. Like I wouldn't want right. to pay money for vitamins from some bespoke vitamin service and then just like take it every day and like see how I feel. Uh, I would want to like isolate them and, you know, keep a like journal of whatever thing I'm trying to measure. And if possible, like actually measure something about my, my biological body to see if it's having some effect because I also right. am very confident that some of the vitamin things are just total snake oil that, Oh someone, yeah. Someone just says like, here, take this capsule of snake oil and you'll be strong forever. Uh, and like, so yeah, I, I don't want to get like scammed, but also, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I obviously I think about it a lot. I, it's weird, but I've never done it. I've never taken vitamins like at all. Um, when I went through puberty, my mom was like, here's some vitamins you have to take cause you're a man now. And so for a while I took like <laughs> one a day men's vitamins That's like sweet. from like middle school and high school. I don't know what her goal was. I'm sure it was like, Maybe he'll stop smelling bad if we give him these vitamins. I don't, I don't know what it was. Oh, uh, yeah. I did that for a while, and then uh, I, I stopped in high school at some point. And since then, I don't think I've had a single vitamin. So, Wow. Good for you. But that's not good for me. Why, why is that good for me? <laughs> well, I mean, I think you're doing fine. And I don't think that, like, vitamins – I don't know. I just don't know if vitamins are very necessary. Why, why did you ask? Are you thinking of vitamins right now? Oh, I was just like taking some, and so, <laughs> so I was like, I wonder if Andy takes these. Yeah, I've read some conflicting reports on them too. Like some things I've read are like, yeah, your body's deficient in vitamins; it's good to like get them. But also, like lots of the things that are vitamins supposedly that are available in like capsule or pill form uh, can actually be absorbed by your body in that format, or like much, much, much oh. harder to be absorbed by your body. So, like, yeah, you're deficient in calcium or whatever but you know putting some calcium in a pill or some magnesium in a pill does not mean your body's going to absorb it it's like much easier to absorb it through food so i don't know i've heard all kinds of stuff i don't i don't know what's true it feels like a thing where i can't figure out like i don't know i i feel like part of my way of moving through the world is trying to like pick a topic or a subject do enough reading about it to come to some soft conclusion about it to be like all right this is how i feel about this and right. vitamins are one of those things I've never come down one way or the other. And so it's kind of always in the back of my head, like, sitting there. Am I slowly dying because of my vitamin non-usage? Oh, we're all slowly dying, Linda. That's the thing. Well, yeah, that's true. Speaking of slowly dying, dying, did I tell you about the little sprout that I decided to grow? No. So there's this little sprout sprouting up in my um, fiddle leaf plant. It was like this like you've little a, tiny green you've guy. You've got a fiddle leaf fig tree? Yes. I am a designer, so it's part of the uniform. Gotta have one. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's a little sprout in there, and I was like, oh, I wonder if it's like going to be a new one of these. Like, I don't know how, if that's how that works, but I uh, put it in its own little pot and everything, and uh, I've been watching it grow, and it's just a fucking weed. <laughs> it's <just> like... <laughs> But I love that, and now I love it though because I have this like little dedicated, beautiful, like blue ceramic pot with just like this huge fucking weed growing out of it. I love it. That's <laughs> pretty great. Beautiful. It makes me happy. And I still water it. Like I'm like, yeah. Why? Why did we weed. decide that? Why did we decide that these aren't 
worthy of life. Yeah. Man, so there's this thing that's been happening to me where every single trip that I go on, I start my period the day that I have to travel. Which that is sounds terrible. <laughs> the fucking worst. It sounds really fucking terrible. <laughs> it's like a really mean practical joke from the universe. So, do we, serious question. Like, if you are planning a trip, will that be a data point in your mind? Like, you're going to go somewhere and you can go, like, one of a couple weeks. Do you try and, like, math it out and be like, what are the chances that this week I'll be on my period and <laughs> ruin my vacation? Yeah, because I know, like, for me, it's always, like, around the 24th or the 25th that I get it. And I know which of those days is going to be, like, the worst as far as, like, cramping and heaviness goes. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, you don't want to be, like, stuck on an airplane Ugh. when you need to be going to the bathroom, like, every 45 minutes Ugh. to make sure that, yeah. <laughs> so, I might be that person this week. But also, if it's, like, a romantic vacation, like, maybe playing around your period. Not that it, like, totally stops all fun, but, you know, it makes it more challenging. Changes it. Mm-hmm. It changes it for sure. Different dynamic. Yeah. Well, Linda, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> it's okay. I just figure for the ladies who listen to this show. That that's for them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you finish packing. But before we go, we have to thank this week's sponsor. Okay. Um, so for those of you who don't know, you can sponsor an episode of Earth to Linda. We don't True. take money from corporations like vitamin companies or suitcase companies. Those people, have, they've contacted me and said, hey... Will you take these thousands of dollars to sponsor the episode? And I say, no. Earth Wait, what? cannot be bought. Yes, it can. <laughs> no one's contacting me. What are you me. doing? Don't worry. Uh, but we do allow you, dear listener, to send me $4, which is what it costs us to make an episode over to Linda. And then we do an episode in your honor. And Linda, when, I, when I, people send me this money through Venmo or PayPal, uh, I will oftentimes respond and thank them and ask for a phonetic spelling of their name so I can pronounce it correctly on the show because I don't want to be a jerk that doesn't pronounce people's names correctly. And uh, this person who sponsored this week's episode went so far as to make a video and post it to YouTube of how to pronounce their name. What? What? Uh, Which I'm very grateful for. So I can say with confidence, with confidence, this week's episode of Earth to Linda is brought to you by Luca Mar. Thank you, Luca, Luca, for sponsoring Earth to Linda. And thank you for making a YouTube video such that it is impossible for me to mispronounce your name. Luca, what's that around your neck? Some puka? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> really had to dig into the archives for that one. <laughs> uh, I was on a real emotional journey as you were saying that because at first I was like, uh-oh, where's this going? Because there was a, a long pregnant pause and I, was, I became concerned. <laughs> Uh, and then you Held said, you you said what's around your you neck? Back. Is it some puka? And at first I was like, <laughs> I heard, is it some poo? And I was like, what? Uh, and then I remembered that puka necklaces were a thing. And then we, we, we got there eventually. Seventh grade, baby. Anyway, if you want to sponsor an episode of Ritalinda, Linda, send me $4 through Venmo or Square Cash or PayPal or whatever. You can figure out my handle on all those things. It's my name or my email address. Yeah. Just figure it yeah. out. Check the show notes punks love you all right love you too linda i hope you have a great trip i will miss talking to you next week thank you me too bye